This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. things off. This is hour two of Kelly and Ramya. Thanks for being with us wherever you're enjoying the program. Maybe you're listening in around the world on TuneIn Radio through OOTunes or the Radio Player Canada app off of AMI-audio. Thanks a lot, guys. Always glad to have you on board with us as we start the second hour of the program. On Fridays, as we walk through our show and swing the gateway open for you, we kind of settle back with a lot of things that may hopefully give you some food for thought for activities over the weekend. And that includes maybe some indulging in sports watching. Let's bring on our sports report reporter for the network, Brock Richardson. I'm Brock Richardson, and I love sports. As a former pro athlete, I bring you the sports angle beyond the headlines, plus parasport news and analysis. So if you're doing analysis, I'm going over this. Is reporter the right terminology? Sports host, sports guy uh. for the network? Hmm. Which one do you like, Rem? Sports extraordinaire. I'm not sure. Ooh. Yeah, I don't know. I don't like guru. We t- we try to use guru. And, yeah. And, uh, we you try to slam. squeeze that in everywhere. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Richardson, which one do you prefer? Also, don't call me an expert. Cause oh, that, that one would too. Be scary, that's right? just when things go wrong, eh, bro? Yeah. You know, we have, <laughs> like, we have like, had like, conversations with contributors where we throw around the word expert. Like, how about expert? Especially for the doorbell IDs. And a lot of people are like, nope. Thumbs down no, on that. No. I think no, there's too much expectation. People. Yeah. I, I think mm-hmm. so. Yeah. Don't put that kind of pressure on us. Yeah. That's like calling you a seasoned host, right? It's scary to you. Ouch. Oh, you're oh, a seasoned host. No, no, no. Don't do that, please. Yeah. Well, yeah. You know, yeah. like it's like Kentucky Fried Chicken. Mm. Um, <laughs> Mr. Richardson, what's your leadoff item? So I have two for you guys today. Um, earlier this week, we learned that the New York Islanders would host the 2026 NHL All-Star Game. And I thought to myself when I read this, wait a minute, this is only 2024. What's happening in 2025? Well, I did some digging, and they're going to have this tournament called the Four Nations Face-Off, which is going to have the United States, Canada, Sweden, and Finland. And I look at this, and I think to myself, why are we doing this? Like I, like I just, I really? don't understand it. Oh, hold yeah, it, I, hold it, Rum. You've heard this guy. I love that we're going back to the Olympics, but yet you have a problem with this. Yeah, because the Olympics, you're allowing basically all the nations that qualify. Mm-hmm. This one, you're you're picking and you're saying, well, you're the best. You're the second best. You're the third best. You're the fourth best, and we're we're done like at least yeah, but the these are the nations we go and play games at right like the nhl teams go over there I, I i have a feeling and and we have so many and i don't know the numbers brock but so many people from sweden that play in the nhl and vice versa maybe it's the most yeah, friendly but, leagues like what about germany and leon dreisaitl and those guys like there's yeah there's players. And that, maybe that's in three years like, I, yeah. I think this is just a test balloon. I, I kind of like it, bro. I certainly like it better than an, an all-star uh, thing because all-star people just certainly. mess around. It's not yeah. like here, these guys by nature might actually play harder. It mm. might be more entertaining. I, as, because they have something to play for. I mean, yeah. ask the NBA how their all-star game went. Having oh, God, please. That was an embarrassment. 300 points and 
nobody's playing defense and like yeah i understand i just why why do you actually run up and down the court why don't they just do free throws for like three hours did you do fantasy all-star and that's it like it's yeah they should just sit i'd like i'd rather see these guys play their computer video games (laughs) why don't you just good gosh why don't you just have trick shots for the first three quarters and just some semblance of the last quarter play a game yeah, just of do skills basketball, and... that's whatever. Yeah. I'm hearing like so the NFL, much complaint about all the All-Star games Oh, nowadays. it was a joke. Well, the NFL flag it. football got a lot because people could actually see the players as opposed to them running around with their helmets on. He's like, mm. I don't even know who that guy is. All I see is a body with a helmet. But all the kids are still happy, right? Like actual yeah, yeah. kids. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. So. When I was There's when I was a kid, fandom. I wasn't so happy. There was a little, yeah. And I, I guess I got to think back that way. Fine. That's a long time. I mean, they didn't even wear I mean, helmets in the NHL went, then. Maybe if I went as a, you know, an audience member or as a member of the media, you know, then you get to sort of hobnob with whomever. But other watching it on TV, nah. Mm. I got I got better things to do with my weekend. Yeah. And I'll watch the the skills competitions. Of all of them. That's what I'm saying. They're still popular parts. Yeah, it's just... Yeah, like like, like the the media lunchroom. (laughs) The media lunchroom is good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know that's where I'd be. Uh, Uh, That's where I lie. Anyway, the second leadoff item is leading into our first point of uh, discussion is that we learned that Yunjin Ryu, who used to play for the Toronto Blue Jays over the past uh, five seasons, has decided to go over to Japan... Uh, for seven seasons. If those of you remember, Yunjin Ryu came over. He was all touted to be something special. He came over at the beginning of that pandemic season, played in Buffalo. Then we had the uh, Tommy John surgery when he had the issues with the elbow. Never really amounted to what everybody hoped he could amount to. So I would just say good luck to Yunjin Ryu and uh, mm-hmm. we'll see. But I think his better suiting will be in japan and for sure he just he never he never rose up to what anybody's expectation was and that's just the way i look at it so mm. okay so more groans aside from all-star games because spring training for the toronto blue jays is getting going this weekend but one of the biggest criticisms of baseball is that it's too long for spring training so what do you look for during spring training? sounds like a richardson <laughs> criticism <laughs> Yeah, yeah I, don't you I, don't you say that every year? Yeah, I do. I can't. Multiple times. I mean, I'll watch the first game because you know it's the first game. But no, I mean it's it's more for the players. It's more for the teams to get themselves ready and to stretch and to be be ready. And I think the part that bothers me about spring training is that we spend so much time. And Kelly, you and I talked about this a little bit off offline. Is that they spend so much time you know, getting ready. And then we still see players, you know, the first month of the season still struggling. And it's like, so why did we go through six weeks of spring training? But it is truly more and more for the players than it is for the consumer. But even for the players, think, is it a necessity or is it just something that's being done forever? So keep it going. They would, they would tell you it's a necessity because they'd say, well, you don't want me running down the first baseline and pulling a hamstring because I didn't get an opportunity to stretch as much as I could. I mean, you got to think they play 162 games in in something like 180 or 90 days all told. Like there's not many off days in in Major League Baseball, so it is a grind. Um mm. and you don't want to see that, so you want to get them stretched out in days of rest, but as a consumer, eh, whatever. 
Right. Yeah. Well, the one thing with spring training is the access. If you go down to Florida or Arizona, you get access to the players because they're right there in front of you. They've got to walk past you. They're on the streets in the area. You you, you literally, if, a, if someone's friendly, you know, can go up and talk to them. I think it's too long, Brock, only because I don't think the time's used as well as it could be. Where I think it's a benefit is to the minor leaguers that get to participate and be out there with the major leaguers. But I think so many of the major leaguers do themselves a disservice by missing the first 10, 15, games or playing maybe in one or two out of that first 15 um, games, which, you know, they do what, 30, if you count split squads, let's say 36 games in this time period before they go and start playing for real. Um, but that has been my frustration, seeing people, yeah, it's just April, he's just getting started. No, no, he's been in spring training since February. What's going on? So you what's know, your, it, it, shorten it? Is that what you're saying? I think shorten it and utilize people. I mean, or you started out with more of the minor leaguers, which is what a lot will say, that's what we do. But the major leaguers, people have to be left to do stuff on their own. Like you said, Brock, running on the line, pull a hamstring. Well, man, you've got to really have a program. And we hear about some of the guys that do that are there already in January, February, saying, man, you're paying me enough money. I got to get in the right shape because I want to win a title. And I, I think that's the best motivation. That's what you want to see from your people. You know, you don't want this. Oh, I'm on a big hitting slump for a whole season. You, you what? You know, we're paying yeah. you. It's funny how our how you wouldn't like it if our paying you slumped. So yeah. I, I really, yeah. I get frustrated. Uh, Tournament of Hearts, Scotties. It's off and running Brock, and it's a national championship uh, in Canada. Curling Canada has made some rule changes, Brock. Uh, tell us a little bit about these. So, first of all, in previous years, they would have had a tiebreaker. So, if uh, two or more teams were in a tiebreaker, you would then have a one-game playoff to determine who would get into the playoffs. This year, they've decided that they're going to do something different where you, if, if multiple teams are tied so if two teams are tied then it would go to head to head so if you if you played that team and you won and they lost therefore the team that won would move forward if there's a three-way tie or more then it goes to your first rock draw closest to the button to determine the hammer before every game so the hammer means that you get to throw the last the last stone so every game you throw this uh first couple of stones to determine who's closest to the pin well they take all your game percentages of how close you got to the center pin. They take your two furthest examples away. They throw that out for everybody. And then if three teams or more are, t are tied, then it goes to how close you were to the pin through the tournament. And in this case, they had in Pool B, they had five teams with a 4-4 four and four record. And one team made it through because they were the best of those five uh, drawing to the button. So that's one rule. The second rule is that they now only have one 90-second timeout during the game versus the old rule of two. So some of those changes have taken place for the Scotties. Interesting. And do you find that these uh, rule changes are necessary? Uh, they are necessary because it aligns with the international rules and the Olympic oh, yeah. Games. What What often happens is you go to your national championship and you're doing these things and you're doing them a little differently and then you go to an international tournament and things change. And I think when you can be as consistent as you can, that makes a big, big difference. So now that everything aligns with the World Curling Federation, I think everybody's on board with this. Okay, I mean, I, I always wonder why it wouldn't have been aligned to begin right? with. Anyways, yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, going into the last week, and sir, who are your favorites? Uh, Manitoba's Jennifer Jones. She's on her last Scotty's 18 appearances. She's looking for a seventh, which would be a record, Scotty's title. Uh, Carrie Anderson, who's represented Team Canada, uh, going for her fifth straight title. That's another team that you look for. Um, Caitlin Laws would be my my underdog. She got in on this tiebreaker. She represents Manitoba. She come off of the Jennifer Jones way of thinking. She used to play with her. Now she's skipping her own team. There's lots of teams available, but yeah, those would be my top three or four that I would give you leading into the final weekend. You're talking sports with us right here on Kelly and Remy. Brock Richardson, you can catch him Fridays as he hits us with the latest sports update on Fridays at the top of our second hour. Have a good weekend, man. You too. Coming up after the break, Ryan Huey features Exposed, the Ashley Madison hack from Audible. He says the story spares no detail. He'll fill us in with plenty of details after this. Don't go away. There's more great conversation with Kelly and Ramya right around the corner. Hi, I'm Stephen Scott. Join me every day for Double Tap. It's a show where we occasionally talk about technology for blind and partially sighted people. You'll find us wherever you get your podcasts.